Oh my God, Stu. <laughs> and that's the simulation we're living in. <laughs> Ryan, bonsai tree. Have you seen the ones made out of sharks? Welcome to Things I Got Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet and media things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Rachel Miller. I'm Stuart Hopkins. Round Robin Day. Round Robin Day. (laughs) I tried. (laughs) Yeah, you do that a lot, just like at work, just at anything. In the grocery (laughs) store, you just start slow clapping. (laughs) Lemons, lemons, (laughs) lemons, lemons, lemons. (laughs) Isn't water-flavored LaCroix just soda water? It is. And it's bullshit. But it's $17 a can. <laughs> a can. Wait, so it's literally but just club soda? you're paying 80 cents for water? I mean, I'm not the biggest LaCroix fan to begin with. Right, seltzer so, water is bullshit. It's gross. <laughs> I agree it's with so Stu. Gross. I second this. I hate the taste of it. Buying hipster branded seltzer water. Right. It's, it's garbage. It's absolute garbage. You know, my favorite thing to do with that is just to open it and then wait a day. And then once it's flat, I just drink normal water. <laughs> but, it, but the additives they put in it make it not taste like normal water. Yeah, there's cockroaches in it. Didn't you hear? Yeah. Speaking of uh, cancer-causing things, I actually found out something really interesting. Oh, oh my God, Stu. Sorry. <laughs> I'm just going to jump right into this one. Um, so I'm building a elevated garden or a raised garden bed. Um, with my son and so we bought treated lumber uh you know for outdoor use and apparently uh in 2002 the old way we used to treat lumber um was uh asbestos using art was using arsenic um what so yeah uh and so arsenic would leach into the ground and into plants and give people cancer oh my Um, gosh yeah, and so in 2002, they discovered that, and then they immediately stopped it. Uh, and then in 2003 onward, we now use copper and a sort of fungicide uh, to treat our outdoor lumber, which also leaches into the soil and any water stream. So if you're ever building things with uh, pressure-treated wood, uh, don't put it near water, because you're going to kill all the life that's there. Weird. Um, but now, it does copper doesn't rust or anything, though. It oxidizes. It does oxidize, yeah. But it's a form okay. of copper that, um, you know, is just used to, to basically soak the wood in. Um, it's like a compound with it. Okay. Um, but yeah, and that also actually leaches into the soil in, in enough of a sense that you cannot grow 100% USDA organic food in garden beds that have any uh, pressure-treated wood in them. But Interesting. it's also minuscule enough that it's like, it's not going to do shit to you. It's fine. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Like, I'm sure it's not that bad, but you always hear like, even if you go to a farmer's market, like half the foods that are tested actually don't pass USDA inspection and things like that. Right. That's crazy. For various reasons. But yeah. Yeah. So that was, that was my, uh, that was my day the other day. <laughs> what, uh, what vegetables and fruits are you growing? Or are they? Or are yeah. they just garden stuff? I'm so plants? interested in this. I love plants. I love so like, plants. I do too. And we so we went to Target and Sterling saw Sterling is my son's name. Uh, we saw the seed aisle, or you know, like the seed like panel mm-hmm. or whatever. And he was so excited about it that he was like, "You can grow watermelons at home." And I was like, "Yes, you can." Like, <laughs> you know. And so like, I was like, "Do you want to pick out some seeds?" And so we did. And so we're growing. Um, tomatoes uh peppers and uh chives we're actually growing broccoli um carrots 
and various flowers um, of many types. So that's amazing. That was, oh wait, and cucumbers. Yeah. Oh, that's so we can be make fun. pickles. That's awesome. Yeah. So he's really excited. I'm really excited. I will call them <laughs> Stu's pickles. Yes. Trademark. And I will make the label all the Rugrats colors. Yeah. There you go. That's amazing. I was gonna right, say, yeah. can you carve out Reptar and like the cucumbers or something? Yes. I'll make the jars Reptar jars. <laughs> I've told Rachel before, like my grandpa back back in Pittsburgh had a small garden and tomatoes. And like if I eat cherry tomatoes, it is like an 80 degree summer day in Pittsburgh with a cool wind. Oh, yeah. It just like is one of those things that it instantly takes me back there. That's awesome. I have a sordid history with basil. I feel like basil dies on a whim. Like it, it might get cold tonight. It, it, it's not getting cold, <laughs> but it might. Better, but yeah. it might. <laughs> so Better I'm just, just gonna give die. up now. <laughs> and I'm like, but you're an inside plant. <laughs> but I can't be sure. <laughs> hey Ryan, yes. can we build a raised garden bed? Sure. I'm gonna build In you our guys apartment? a little. Yeah, I'm going to build you guys a little mini one. Oh, man, like inside a pot. You have your pot, and then you have the raised garden. Right, you have a little raised garden bed inside of that, yeah. Can it be it's inside of a terrarium? Uh, yes. Can a terrarium sprout, like, tiny bonsai tomatoes? Dude, there is a bonsai tree that grows, uh, I believe, cherries, uh, and they're tiny as hell, and they look amazing. <laughs> Ryan, I've, that is bonsai like, tree. But it produces cherries though and yeah it's cool as hell i really want one i like Ryan, it Ryan, bonsai tree done sure we have lots of room perfect done right <laughs> i just want a stew's one of stew's finest terrariums that's just an entire farmer's market like a whole ecosystem oh my god i'll get the ho train model people and it'll just be a little farmer's market Okay, Stu, I want to see this come to life. I love your terrariums, and I really <laughs> oh, want to see you. this come to life. <laughs> You're in a terrarium, man. Yeah. <laughs> well, in this terrarium, we play trivia. And this is the very 18th episode ever, and it is our We Can Vote. <laughs> Let's vote yeah, on round robin games. And we will start, as we always do, when we play round robin games with Stu. Sweet. Well, thank you. Um, so my topic is weather. Um, and more specifically... Whether or not what? Uh, whether or not the weather <laughs> will be nice. And it's not nice weather, other than one random question. Um, I have about so yeah. a 20 to 90% chance I'm going to get this right. <laughs> perfect um so question number one name one of the only cloud types that can produce rain right. rachel whoa cumulonimbus and nimbostratus i had which, stratus was the other one and i didn't have uh the other half of the name <laughs> yeah which are also the two cloud names that uh zeus specifies in the beginning of hercules when he's making pegasus uh, which is why that stands out in my oh, brain. Yeah. <laughs> Everything I know is from Danny DeVito as a little billy goat. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and question number two: What is the name of a tornado that forms over the body over a body of water? 
Ryan, you're from Oklahoma. Yeah, Oklahoma's not over a body of water. It's Tornado Central. Also, I legit uh, water spout. Yeah, water spout. I, like I even over a lake. All. I was gonna say typhoon because I didn't think it was hurricane, so I was gonna say typhoon. Right. Um, I know, and that's why I was like, "Oh, that makes a good question," because it was it was a little bit more unique. Have you seen the ones made out of sharks? <laughs> <laughs> it sounds ludicrous, but this actually brings me to question number three. Uh, so, what naturally occurring disaster causes a fire whirl, which is a tornado that is made out of fire? It's a wildfire. What'd you say, Rachel? Wildfire. That's correct. Um. So for these next two questions, uh, these are actually going to be, I need you to write uh, down a number, and then we're going to see who's closest. Okay. So this will be for whoever is closest. What is the average speed of a tornado? This is all you, Ryan. All right. Three, two, one. Ryan? This is way high, but I put 80 Rachel? miles per hour. 10. I don't think they're very fast. 30 miles an hour. For bonus points, uh, what is the most typical direction that they move? Ooh. They move southwest to northeast. To north. I knew it was common. at least south okay. to north. Story. Because uh, huh? I was checking out the University of Oklahoma. I was a freshman there. Uh, Days yeah. after the Moore <laughs> tornado tore through Moore. Oh, and so yeah. we had we're driving down from Oklahoma City, and you could see the path where Whoa. it crossed the highway after tearing through yeah. terribly all the schools and everything. Ryan, it was right next to the um, the fancy movie theater. Yeah, right, right next there. to the Warren. The yeah. Moore, Oklahoma, is this little in between town between Norman, which is the school town, the university town in Oklahoma City, and uh, yeah, it was right there. I mean, I was in Norman. Is there a most Oklahoma rather than just a more Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Although I learned a fun fact. Um, so I did actually take meteorology while I was at the University of Oklahoma and it's a good place to do it. Um, really good yeah. place to do yeah, it. Yeah, you think? But anyway, um, they, yeah, they told me, you know, more gets a lot of bad press for the amount of tornadoes that have hit it in the last few years. But they said, looking over historical records, the number of tornadoes there have, has not increased. It's just moved where they're hitting. So a few years prior to that, they were hitting Norman. They, they were hitting Norman, and before that, they were hitting OKC. So it more just tends to, just happens to be the target right now. And there's a huh. bigger population, so you see ba- more damage. Yeah, yeah more, more damage, more, more tornadoes, suburb. more Oklahoma. Yeah. <laughs> Um, Alrighty, so next question, uh, which will also be another written question. At any given time, how many lightning strikes are occurring globally per second? Whoa. Five, four, three, two, one. Ryan? Oh boy, 12. Rachel? Gosh, I'm so far off. (laughs) 400,000. Per second? There could be a lot going on. If you've ever watched a storm, there's a lot going on there at the same time. I mean, it's true. Uh, It is 100, roughly. (laughs) Maybe 101, depending on the year. Wait, what did you say? Sorry? Sorry, then that's Ryan. Oh, yeah. With with 12. Yeah. (laughs) Nice job. Thank you. I knew I was way off anyways. I had no idea on that one. (laughs) 
Awesome. Uh, so my final question for the round, this is not a written one, uh, and it's more of a random one, uh, but it kind of falls in the, I guess, topic of nature-weather. Uh, the question is, other than new or full, name a phase of the moon. Rachel. <laughs> Rachel, Rachel knows, Rachel knows Crescent. Oh, it's waxing and waning, by the way. Waxing and waning. So I can give something new and some new information. I said other than new or full. That's Um, no moon. (laughs) Except the answers were uh, first quarter, uh, waxing, waning Crescent, third quarter, uh, waxing. And I don't know how to pronounce this. It's like gibbous or waning gibbous. Um, and, and those blue, the, and blue. Uh, though I would not accept blue or harvest because it's kind <laughs> of new or full with colors. Yeah, and and blood moon, <laughs> and blood moon. Cool. And Rachel, you are up. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> you're you're okay. I'm ready. I'm, I'm ready. ready. I'm ready. I want I'm these boots. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys. So. Um, a few games ago, I plugged my favorite D&D podcast. And as many of you know, and uh, most of us on the show here are big fans of D&D. And previous, your favorite board game set in the D&D universe. And my favorite boring <laughs> board game is set in the D&D universe. Can you guys tell this is a theme? So my round is based on Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, my oh God. Boy. Yes. From the oh technical rules. Oh, my God. To the oh monsters, <laughs> oh my to God. the history. I might see now. Now there's expectations, though, because okay. like if I fuck up, then <laughs> I'm just gonna feel dumb because I was a DM for five years now. Oh my gosh, I actually did not know that. So yeah. um, maybe we should have our own one little one shot one day. Ooh, oh my God, that'd a be little amazing. trivia one shot. I'm gonna be the goblin on the bridge, the troll on the bridge, with so many <laughs> riddles for you guys. Okay, I'm, are you guys ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, we're going to start out easy. How many dice are in an individual dice Ryan. set that you use for D&D? Go ahead, Ryan. Seven. Yes. Oh. Starting out easy, we're going to get harder. Question number two. What is the skill modifier for a character who has a 17 dex? Stew. Go ahead, Stu. Uh, plus three. Yes, you're right. <laughs> well, I mean, it guess depends on which rules, but I'm assuming that we're going by 5th edition. <laughs> we are going to go 5th edition. This is the edition that I've played. So, what aberration is on the cover of The Biggest Guide in D&D? What aberration is guide? On? Yes. Define aberration. An aberration is a being from the outer, um, from oh, one of the outer planes. <laughs> Go ahead, Stu. Uh, it is a beholder. That is correct. That's on the monster manual? Yeah, it's it, from Sanitized Guide to Everything. That's not the biggest manual. Guide. I said guide. <sighs> oh my goodness. <laughs> the technicalities. Welcome to D&D. Welcome to <laughs> law and life. And D&D. In D&D. You, Ryan, are the king of technicalities in D&D. Law and life in (laughs) D&D. 
I would love to make a podcast about that. <laughs> I would actually, that might be my, my autobiography one day. <laughs> Law and Life and D&D. Copyright it now. <laughs> bam. Can't do that. But bam. <laughs> um, how many classes are there in D&D? In a standard fifth edition, how many classes are there? So these are, this is sorcerer, fighter, those yeah. types? Not, not hu- human or orc or races. No, those That's are races. Correct. Stew. Go ahead. Nine. No, that is not correct. Ryan. Go ahead. Eight. That is not correct. <sighs> so, <laughs> so I can list them out, but I just I counted them wrong. I know. Ryan. Go ahead. Twelve. That is correct. I don't have the list in front of me, but I did Google Google this several times in different forms to make sure I was still getting twelve. Uh-huh. Bard, cleric, paladin, barbarian, druid, uh, fighter, druid, fighter. Uh, sorcerer, wizard, ranger, uh, rogue, ranger, rogue, and is tiefling warlock. a race. Yeah, tiefling's a race. Yeah, warlock is eleven. I'm missing one. Uh, oh, monk. monk, monk, monk. I have never seen or played a monk. Yeah, I was. It's nuts. Monks Ryan's are playing crazy. a warlock right now, and it's crazy. I'm oh my god. Playing yeah, a a half orc warlock with no intelligence or wisdom. <laughs> it's like he's got like negative three modifiers to them. <laughs> Has a great yeah, like legitimately, like I have negative threes and negative fours for my stuff. Some of my stuff. I love it. But See, I love it. It's a fun backstory, modifiers. so I'm enjoying it. Question I, oh, go ahead, Stu. I was gonna say I don't I've I would love to talk about my D and D character, but I don't want to also bogart the conversation for the next hour and a half. So, <laughs> carry on. <laughs> okay. Question number five: Name one spell that only a bard can use. Ryan. This question, I will give. There are four potential answers, so I will oh. give one point to each person who can answer. Brian, go ahead. Inspiration or heroic That's not inspiration. A spell. Not a spell. Really? Oh, okay. That's an ability. Crap. Ryan, you have I, heard our dear bard in our party use at least two of these before. There's, I've only had one bard player before. They are things that are very uh, bard-esque, if, yeah. you, if you know what I mean. There are things I that, know what you mean. Uh, I know Ryan? there's Thunderwave, but that's not one of them. Go ahead, Ryan. I don't know the name, but is it the Lucky Dice? No, that is not it. Okay. Any guesses? I'm going to be kicking myself when I hear it, but no, I don't know it. Okay, so I'm just going to list them from lowest level to highest. We're going to start with Vicious Mockery, Dissonant Whispers, Compulsion, and then Power Word Heal. Compulsion and Power Word Heal are both higher level spells. As a warlock, I could have equipped Vicious Mockery. I remember looking at it. But, but dissonant whispers and vicious mockery are very part of the bard. No, yeah, I was able to do it in the book. This is the w- most nerdy crap in the world. But I was able to do it from the the Book of Shadows one where you could take cantrips and rituals from other classes. Yeah. The one that I believe is very, very part of the bard is the vicious mar- mockery. <laughs> of course. <laughs> okay. Last but not least... D&D did not start out as its own game. It was a companion to which tabletop RPG? Hmm. 
Ryan. Go ahead. I, I, I doubt it's right, but is it Pathfinder? It is not. And I actually misspoke. Please let me correct myself. It's a miniature-based tabletop war game. It is not an RPG. I mean, I have one more guess, but... Or that or 40k, but yeah. Stu? No, because I remember playing this game called Heroes Quest when I was a kid, but that's not... It's very similar to D&D, though. Um, No, I, I don't... I don't have any actual guesses there. This, Brian, did you have another guess? No. This is a tabletop war game called Chainmail. Oh. Hmm. I, would not I have, have not heard that. that. It was a um, companion book to it. Interesting. The founder is Gary Gygax, right? Gary Gygax, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but that was easy. You guys yeah. know that. Can't give you guys all easy questions. Quick, quick side story. So, uh... My older brothers, you know, who grew up in the 80s and stuff, uh, used to play Dungeons and Dragons. And when they found out that I was playing uh, when 5th edition came, well, 4th edition, but eventually mm-hmm. when 5th edition came out, for my birthday, they sent me up a package uh, of all of their old D&D stuff. Oh, which oh my god! It is, this is like pewter minis, uh, you know, and like some of which have been painted by them, some of which have not that are incredibly rare uh and just you can't find the stuff anymore there's i have like i have i have a book that was sold in stores that is literally just about traps it is a giant ass book about different traps you can put everywhere it is like all of this stuff is amazing i have a draco lich that is like a solid like eight inch tall figure uh, and everything that I, yeah like i still have to repair and everything it is like it was like a gold mine of stuff i love it all i'll take pictures and send it to you guys because it's so fucking cool Stu, yeah. if i ask nicely could you do could you run a one shot for us oh i would no i would love to run a one shot i'm not kidding i because i haven't dm'd for a long time um i like still keep up with it and i play but i haven't dm'd for a while but i would be more than happy to run a one shot Yay! Oh we my should gosh, throw a little good. things got wrong bonus episode in sometime or something. We can. We have a GoPro. We can video record it. <laughs> <gasps> That'd be great. I like that. Well, nice. Uh, thankfully, I made an incredibly not difficult round. Uh, <laughs> literally, the title of my round is Basic World Facts. <laughs> so... I figured we'd balance it out. I always try to make very themed rounds, so I figured since we're doing a round robin one, just kind of spread out the the general questions a little bit. This is basic world facts. Every question will be worth the normal two points, so buzz in when you know it. Question number one. How many stars are there on the flag of China? Rachel. Rachel. Six. Not six. How many stars? Stu. 16? Not 16. Rachel. I will give you a hint that it is less stars than the U.S. flag has. Uh, Rachel. Three. Not three. I feel like it's really small. Five? Yes. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Give you one point for that. Uh, You are right. (laughs) 
plus one for bardic inspiration. But I was gonna say we call that uh, luck or advantage. <laughs> uh, you're right. It's the the red flag with the yellow stars. Uh, the one big star in the corner, and then four other stars around it, which symbolize. I don't have it written down, but they symbolize the four like worker classes. Oh, in China, represented in China. So, yeah, five stars. Uh, question number two. In 2013, which two airlines merged to become the world's largest airline? Oh, Rachel. Rachel. United and British Air. Not British Air. Oh, I know what you're talking. I know and what not it is. United. Br- Wait, wasn't United? Nope. Okay, well then I'll just see myself. 20 <laughs> 2013, <laughs> which two airlines merged to become the world's largest airline? Southwest and American Airlines. Uh, not Southwest. Uh, this one hit close to home, having family members from both parties. Uh, having, uh, but this is American Airlines and U.S. Airways. Oh, U.S. Airways basically got fully incorporated into American Airlines. So no points there. Question number three. Which country has the world's highest waterfall? Rachel. Rachel. Brazil. Not Brazil. Which country has the world's highest waterfall? I think I can name the waterfall. I just don't know. Uh, I will give you a hint for the second half of questions. It is in South America. Yeah. I, I think I know what the name of the waterfall is. Stew. Stew. Chile. Not Chile. Can I name the waterfall? Uh, I would maybe give you a, a half point or a bonus point if you can name it. I believe it's Victoria Falls. Uh, it is not Victoria Falls. It is not? I think well, that's no, I'm, I'm thinking Africa. of up. <laughs> I don't know if I would get your world geography from a floating <laughs> house with balloons. That's <laughs> That's how you get Hong Kong and Singapore confused. <laughs> uh, I think Victoria Falls is in Africa. Could be wrong, but uh, oh, okay. What about? The, uh, oh wait, I got it wrong. I know which one it is. Yeah, the country is Venezuela. The Angel waterfall Falls. is Angel Falls, which is three thousand two hundred thirty feet in total height and twenty six hundred feet in uninter- in uninterrupted drop. I would have the world know that the that the waterfall there is actually the one they based up off of. Oh, so, so you you were kind of right. <laughs> I got a name wrong. No, I wasn't you right. could vaguely picture it. No, I wasn't right. All right. Uh, in which U.S. state would you find the National Park Antelope Canyon? Yes, Arizona. Antelope Canyon, you see the cool like lines going through the canyons, oh, very yeah. smooth rocks. Almost looks a little bit like Petra in Jordan with like the very smooth orangish red rocks. Um, that is Antelope Canyon in Arizona. A fun, I think that's the one you actually have to be on a waiting list to see. Wow. Oh, really? There, there, there is one out there. Is that the one that's always on like the desktop backgrounds with the lines? Yeah. Probably, that- yeah. Yeah, that one you have to be on a waiting list to see, and you have to win. It's I say waiting list, but you have to be a waiting list to go and to have a lottery picked out for your name to go wow. to see it because it's so it's sandstone, so it's really subject to breaking down. 
Do you keep hearing? So, there's been a bunch of stories recently about how, uh, like, Instagram locations, uh, people at, like oh, national yeah. car national park uh, keepers and surveyors are trying to like not have Instagram push a bunch of people who don't travel well to take a bunch of photos of places and it's like tearing down the ecosystem around it because people are just going in for photos stupid millennials (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad i'm not one of those (laughs) who needs them question number five what is the northernmost world capital these have easily all been the shortest questions i've written maybe ever (laughs) what is the northernmost world capital rachel 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 i heard you go are you helsinki not Helsinki. I believe it was Nook. Nook. Nook, Nook. Or Denmark, as Rachel will attest. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I, I will fight on that one. Which is true. Greenland is the uh, territory of Denmark. Um, the northernmost world capital. Rachel. The North Pole. <laughs> uh, Rachel, go ahead. Oslo. Not Oslo. I think Moscow is all south of those. Wait, Any what's other? the capital of Mongolia? All right. When you think of northern and cold and ice and Iceland, you think Reykjavik. That makes sense. I was thinking north and cold in the wrong way. All right. Question number six. (laughs) Last question of the game. Uh, Similar to question five. What is the southernmost world capital? A South Pole. (laughs) Rachel. Auckland. Not Auckland. Although I'm going to be really mad if that's just not the capital of New Zealand. How awkward. Rachel. Rachel. Christchurch. Not Christchurch. (laughs) Uh, And both of you were wrong because both of you don't have the capital. (laughs) You said two cities in Australia, but the capital of Australia is Canberra. Uh, but that doesn't matter because the southernmost capital is actually in New Zealand and it is Wellington. So the answer uh, for the for the record, I believe Christchurch is actually south of Wellington. Is not a world capital though. It should be. <laughs> well, uh, that is the end of the game. And like always now, a couple of us have a few picks to give out. Uh, each episode, we give out either a pick for a movie, a game, an experience, or anything cool that we would recommend that we think the listeners would check out. Okay. So after some deep thinking about some of my favorite things in the world, I came back to a book I haven't read in a long time. And it's a book I don't think anyone here has read either. This is a book called The Sleeping King. It's a fantasy book, high fantasy, that I found while coming through one of my favorite bookshops back in Colorado. And I love it. There's been very few fantasy books I've read recently that have really caught me and I've wanted to just keep going and going and going. It is by Cindy Dees and Bill Flippin. It is about an adventure of waking up an old god. I love high fantasy and I would highly recommend anyone uh, read it so some like the story is a couple wanderers like the protagonist wake up an old god uh and... not wanderers they're kids okay um their world is starting to fall apart from an immortal enemy and they are waking up an old god and i think that's really fascinating it's really cool 
very good. Can't say much more without starting to give away spoilers because it has a very specific storyline, but it is very good. Interesting. It sounds cool. Is it children focused or is it very much an an adult? Much more mature. Okay. Okay, cool. And I I assume our audience is much more adults, but otherwise, um, this is a good book for, I mean, children could read it. There's nothing horribly mature in it, but it is a big book. Very cool. Is it part of a series or is it just a a one-off? It is a part of a series that is the first book in a series. Is it still going, do you know, or is it fully written? I believe it is still going. I've only read the second book so far. Okay. So. Very cool. What's it? uh, What's the name of it again? It's called The Sleeping King. Awesome. And say the author one more time. Cindy Dees and Bill Flippin. Nice. Uh, I like that. That sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Well, if you're listening at home, uh, we want to also share what uh, you guys are into. So if you have a pick that you think other listeners would enjoy, email them in at things got wrong at gmail.com or find us at things that got wrong on Twitter or at on at on Instagram, uh, wherever you find us, we're hanging out. Uh, you can also visit the website at thingsigotwrong.com. Check out past episodes, show notes, and more. Our next episode will be released on May 15th, so stay tuned to that. And uh, until next time, we'll see you later. Bye. Bye, everybody. Bye.